All right. Okay. So thank you for coming on and for listening to part two. Um, so if you miss part one, you, you don't, you don't want to miss it. Actually, it's going to help you. It's going to definitely benefit you if you listen to the first part. Um, so go and listen to that. Uh, I would encourage you to listen to that first before you listen to this one. Um, so um, in the in part one, we talked all about um, cardiac disorders. We talked about respiratory disorders, and we talked about the digestive system as well, and just helping you to better understand how that works. So now, now we're going to go into the endocrine system. Oh my goodness. The endocrine system is so vital. I think a lot of people, um, I know a lot of people struggle with the endocrine system. Once again, it's not hard, but you just have to understand the basics. And what I will say about the endocrine system is like, it's not, it's very different from all the other systems. It's very different. And the reason why I say it's so different is because um, it's hormone driven. Okay. So it's, it's, so that's really what essentially makes it so different is that it's based on hormones instead um, versus like processes. So the better you can learn different hormones and like, and honestly, if you can like, if for the sake of the, of tests, memorize the hormones um, memorize what they each do, it will become a lot easier for you to digest and really comprehend um, the endocrine system well. So um, so let's kind of go into like the, some of the different parts of the endocrine system. Like, you know, um, we have the thyroid, right? The thyroid gland. Um, we have the reproductive organs as well. It's all part of the endocrine system too. Um, the parathyroid glands, um, and then also, that's one, then I'm, I'm forgetting the thymus, um, that's also part of the, no, I'm sorry, that's part of the immune system. Um, so those are, those are essentially like the, 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 as far as the endocrine system. Oh, and then of course the adrenal glands as well. The adrenal glands, which are located right above the kidneys. That's part of the endocrine system too. So, um, yeah. So those are the definitely it: the thyroid, parathyroid, and then the adrenal glands, and then also the um, the reproductive organs as well. So when we're looking at the endocrine system, you what you really want to have a clear understanding of is what the thyroid gland produces and the parathyroid gland produces so they're similar but there's two parathyroid glands um then then we have the, the thyroid gland and so what you want to understand is like okay for example what is thyroid period right thyroid is essentially um a hormone and that hormone helps with um heart rate um that hormone depending on if it's high or low 
um, I, I, the way I try to tell people is that, okay, if you have too much of the hormone, everything increases. So here, so that what that looks like is, okay, they're going to have um, diarrhea, they're going to have insomnia, their heart rate is going to be high. These are all the things that's producing because they have too much thyroid. But if they have too little of the thyroid, then now instead they're going to have, everything's going to slow down. So they're going to have constipation, they're going to have brittle nails and hair, um, they're going to have bradycardia, they're going to have weight gain uh, because they have low thyroid levels now. Okay, so um, it's, it's really like a game of hormones. Like if you can better understand what each of the hormones do, it makes it a, a thousand percent easier to comprehend um, what you would anticipate, like the signs and symptoms you anticipate. So when we are, when we have a patient that has, for example, hypothyroidism, um, we're giving them thyroid, right? We're giving them synthroid. That's the name for it, levothyroxine, um, to help to put their thyroid, their thyroid levels normal. So, but when they have hyperthyroidism, we're giving them um, topamazole or um, methamazole is the name, um, or they may go do something called radioactive ablation to keep their thyroid levels down, all right, to, to, to lower it. So that would be an example with when we look at the thyroid. Now, if you have a patient um, who has let's say, looking at the parathyroid, if they have a procedure called a parathyroidectomy, where they remove a portion of the parathyroid or one of the thyroid parathyroids, they're going to have low calcium levels because, uh, so because the parathyroid glands produce calcium. So you're going to look out for signs of hypocalcemia. Right, so being aware of just what each of those organs do, it and what hormones they produce, and what electrolytes they run high in, helps you to understand what you would anticipate if there's something wrong. Um, the adrenal gland, right? Adrenal gland is is really responsible when it comes to like cortisol, which is a stress hormone. So you have to think about it like this. As far as, oh, and then we can't forget, I just remember right now, um, the, in, the, in, the, in the brain, the pituitary gland too. But we, if we look at the adrenal gland, um, like I said, the adrenal gland is really responsible for producing cortisol. So cortisol is also known as the stress hormone. The thing about cortisol is that if cortisol is, um, what cortisol normally does, it helps with, um, it helps, to, it, it's a stress hormone, and when it's released, it can cause the blood pressure to go up, it can cause the glucose levels to go up, um, but in a healthy way, right, because it's a stress hormone, and it also is, it works with the nervous system to trigger the fight or flight response. Um, however, though, right, 
if somebody has, if they're producing too much cortisol, what would that be? That would be Cushing's disease, right? So they're producing too much of it. And as a result, that's why when you see patients with Cushing's disease, they're going to have what symptoms now? Elevated sodium. Because pretty much ele everything goes up with Cushing's except for the potassium. Elevated sodium, elevated blood pressure, right? Because if the sodium levels go up, that retains fluid and that causes the blood pressure to go up. Elevated, uh, sorry, um, elevated glucose levels. Um, they, ha they have that round moon face. Um, they're, they have purple or, or pink striae, weight gain. These are all signs of Cushing's disease. But if it's the opposite though, if they have Addison's, so with the Addison's disease, they have too little of the cortisol. So now because they have too little of it, everything is, is down except for the potassium. So now here you'll see them, they're gonna have low blood pressure, low sodium, low sugar levels. Um, the only thing that will be high will just be their potassium levels, that's it. Okay, so if you can better, if you can understand, it's like, it's kind of like a chain reaction. If you can first understand what um, the, what each of these organs that's in the endocrine system, what they each do, um, then it will make it easier for, first, not, sorry, not what they each do, what hormones they produce and what those hormones do, then you'll understand what, what it means if the hormones are um, low and what it means if the hormones are high because that um, uh, body part is affected, right? That body part is affected. Another one too, I think I don't think I mentioned this one as well, but um, the pancreas. So the pancreas actually has two, um, it has two, two, it's part of two systems. It's part of the digestive system. Um, and then it's also part of the endocrine system as well, right? Because the pancreas releases, called, releases um, digestive enzymes and those digestive enzymes helps to break down food but it also, uh, it, at the, on the other side too, though, the thing about the pancreas is that um, it has something called beta cells um, and the beta cells create insulin. Um, so the insulin, as a result, because the insulin um, is produced by the beta cells, that helps to uptake glucose, right? But if somebody... If, if their beta cells are damaged or destroyed, then they're, gonna they're not going to have any insulin to uptake the glucose. So, the in so, the in so th therefore, they don't produce enough insulin, which is why they will have um, type 1 diabetes, right? Damage to the beta cells is type 1 diabetes. All right, so once again, like I was saying, when it comes to the endocrine system, you just you need to prioritize learning each of the hormones. That's really what makes it um, different from the others. If you can memorize each of the hormones, it makes a world of a difference um, 
with your ability to comprehend what to expect. There's actually an image, um, and I don't because it's audio, but on our um, in the body in the body course, we there's like a picture, and it shows you literally all of the organs connected to the endocrine system, and then all of the lab values. Um, I'm sorry, not lab values, all the hormones, and then what each of those hormones actually do. For example, if it's has calcium, if it has thyroid, and etc. Okay, so now let's go on and let's talk about um, the renal system. All right, the renal system. One, this is this is probably one of my favorite systems to talk about um, because the kidneys does a lot. I mean, it really, honestly, does. So the thing about the kidneys. So let's first. The, the kidneys has several several functions that the kidneys do several functions and I think sometimes people are not aware of that so the kidneys one and you want to write this down is that it regulates blood pressure okay it regulates blood pressure two the kidneys is responsible for that acid base balance homeostasis right but it's responsible for that acid base balance something that we look at as well when we're looking at um AVG interpretation. So acid-base balance. Um, kidneys are also responsible for uh, for um, what's the word I'm looking for right now. Mm. I'm losing, it's losing my turn of thought right now. But pretty much like electrolytes. So um, so they're responsible for electrolytes. It's as far as like um, as far as like reabsorbing or excreting electrolytes, uh, electrolyte balance, let me put it like that. They're also responsible for electrolyte balance. And then the kidneys, of course, most one of the most important functions are responsible for um, waste, right? Waste and like just getting rid of waste, getting rid of toxins out of the body. So those are some of the main um, important functions of the kidneys blood pressure control, acid-base balance, um, uh, fluid and electrolyte balance, and then waste, waste slash uh, metabolism or getting rid of toxins out of the body. So now, now think about this. So now that you understand those functions, now it should make it easier for you to understand what happens if the kidneys aren't working properly. So Here's what I want to, I, this will take time though, because it, it's, it's, there's no overnight process, but you've got to change your perspective about this material from it being such a linear approach as far as like, you know, you're trying to learn a bunch of facts to instead more like a chain, more like a process. So for example, a process or a chain is like, Okay, if this happens, then this will happen. If this happens, then this will happen like that. That's the way you have to learn this material in order for it to make sense to you. That, I'm telling you, that changed everything for me when I was in nursing school. When I finally understood, when I finally understood um, that I had to learn everything from the perspective of a process, it shaped my ability to retain the information really well. 
So, um, so, so going back to the kidneys, um, so think of, so, so first be aware of those functions. Now let's think about this. Let's think about now if you have a patient um, who has improper kidney function, okay? So if there's something wrong with their kidneys, then what are all the signs and symptoms you can anticipate, right? So remember, going back to the, the functions, right? So that means that these patients, they tend to have abnormal blood pressure, okay? They tend to retain electrolytes, right? Um, and then because they're, they, and they're retaining all those electrolytes, and so they're also they're having problems getting rid of, you know, toxins, et cetera. That's why, the, that's why if it gets really bad, they will need dialysis. So think about it from this perspective. If somebody is retaining electrolytes, what would happen next? Right? Remember, it's if this happens, then this will happen. So if their kidneys aren't working properly, and because their kidneys aren't working properly, they're not getting rid of the electrolytes, especially potassium. And if they're not getting rid of the electrolytes, they're retaining too many electrolytes. They're retaining too much of it, right? So, the, so their levels are not within the normal limits. And if, they're, if that's happening, then what would be next? Well, next, that means they're going to have dysrhythmias, right? So the byproduct of having too much potassium is that it changes the rhythm of the heart, right? So it causes them to have cardiac arrhythmias. So it's literally in that order. Abnormal kidneys over time, especially over time, abnormal kidneys, which leads to um, um, retaining too much electrolytes, especially potassium, which leads to um, now having um, cardiac uh, dysrhythmias. Okay? So then... So that's why you want to, that's why as a result, so now here's, here's, here's the nursing part. Nursing intervention is to do what? Monitor the potassium levels, right? So it's a high priority to monitor their level, their potassium levels. And if the potassium levels are elevated, now what do you do? You give them K-exalate. I think the other name is sodium polyesterine. You need to know the generic name for the NCLEX, but nurses know it as K-exalate, right? So that's what you would do now. So now that would help to bring the potassium levels down, and then we're also waiting for them to have dialysis. Okay, so this is what you're, these are all, this is literally like a chain reaction. If this happens, then this will happen. That's, the, that's nursing. That's the nursing process. That's the NCLEX. And so what people, the trap that people get in when it comes to this exam is you're, you're thinking of things too linear. You know, you're trying to memorize the facts, but you're not thinking, okay, this will happen next, and then this will happen next. Because that's why you get questions that will say, who do you see first? What do you do next, right? What do you anticipate? All of those questions are trying to judge your ability to recognize the process. 
to recognize the like what is the next thing your ability to be able to, to to see if you comprehend that so what i like to do I'll, i create like diagrams and i'll like draw out diagrams for my students and i'll show them okay you guys this is the this is the first thing then you move on then it's this thing and then it's this thing and then once they see the visual image of it and now they get like the order of it they see the full picture and then it becomes easier to answer questions okay so that's that's what it is right there is understanding that that realizing that there's a process going on all right and so amongst other things too like i said as well of course you want to monitor their blood pressure um and then if their blood pressure levels get too high they're going to need to be on um you're gonna you give them blood pressure medications but over time if it gets worse and worse um, they'll need to be on dialysis. A lot of these patients, over time, you'll see them, their skin color changes. Their skin color, it changes to like an ashen type of color. Like an ashen, someone started to describe it, not jaundice, that's not the same thing, that's liver disease. But it's like an ashen type of color because of the built up over time in their system from not getting rid of these um, toxins. Okay, all right, let's do um let's do one more all right so let's do one more system we will talk about um, let oh let's do the um let's see we got immune integumentary um i guess we might as well just do oh let's do the nervous system yeah it's a great one Okay, so let's talk about the nervous system. So the nervous system, so what you know what I try to tell people, um, in the, the nervous system and the muscular system actually work together, all right? They work tangibly together. But the nervous system is so essential um, because for every nerve, there's a muscle, all right? For every nerve, there's a muscle. So what the, nerves, the nervous system does, it is responsible for that movement, Right, it helps to move. It helps the muscles to contract. Uh, it tells the muscles when to contract, when to relax. Um, nervous system is obviously also connected to the brain too, as well. So we got the brain, the spinal cord, um, and obviously all the nerves throughout the body. So you have to you have to be aware of each of those organs and like and what their main role is. Um, and so when we look at starting with the brain, um, you have to know what each of the function is for each lobe of the brain. So, for example, you have the frontal lobe, you have the temporal lobe, you have the parietal lobe, and you have the occipital lobe. Okay, frontal, temporal, parietal, and occipital. You got to know where each of them are. Frontal is obviously towards the front of the brain. Temporal is kind of towards like the side slash a midline. And parietal is more is more towards towards the side. And then occipital is towards the back. So um, you need to be aware of what uh, what's the one looking for. Uh, so like Broca's area and Wernicke's area. Broca's area is located in the frontal lobe. 
All right. And then I want to say Wernicke's area is in the temporal lobe. So, so the frontal lobe is responsible for like personality, um, judgment. It would take too long, actually, if I go into all the lobes. But you need to know what each of the lobes does. The reason why is because if, for example, if, the, if you have a question that says, oh, patient had a stroke and the stroke was located on the frontal lobe, the stroke was located on the occipital lobe, then it wants to see if you recognize the signs and symptoms because that lobe was affected. See that? So that's why you need to know the, the, the function so that way you understand, you can anticipate the signs and symptoms because the function was attacked or impaired. Um, once you understand all of that, um, then it will be easier for you to understand Broca aphasia versus Wernicke's aphasia. Um, and then you should also be aware of the cranial nerves. So you need to, you, you do want to memorize the 12 cranial nerves, their names, and then is it sensory or motor or both? Okay, is it sensory, motor, or both as far as the cranial nerves? Um, and then the thing though, this is, this is so significant because once again, like I was saying, is recognizing that for every nerve, there's a muscle. So for example, um, especially if they have like an autoimmune problem, patients that have myasthenic gravis, well, they're, they have an auto, it's an autoimmune disease. And one of the one of the symptoms that somebody has with myasthenic gravis is drooping eyelids, all right? Drooping eyelids. So think about what do we normally do? Normally, there is a nerve attached to the muscles in our eyelids, which, which creates an involuntary movement for us to um, blink. However, though, when they have myasthenic gravis, the junction site between the nerve and the muscle that's attached to the eyelid is impaired. It's broken, which is why they have drooping eyelids. And as a result, they have double vision. See that? So because I understand the patho, of, well, first I understand the patho of how the nervous system works. And then I understand the patho um, between the nerve system and the muscle, that makes it easier for me to comprehend why they would have the drooping eyelid with myasthenic gravis. And then from there, now it makes it easier to comprehend um, and to remember that it's associated with double vision. Okay? So this is one of the things is that when you begin to when you study this from this perspective, it changes everything for you. It really does. We've had like we've had people who pass their NCLEX exam after failing it after just learning patho. After just learning patho, after just going through the body crash course, it finally clicked to them because they didn't realize that this was such a piece that they were missing. Because the thing though is that. Uh, and this is what I'm really passionate about. They, this is not primarily taught in most reviews. 
because it assumes you already know this and it takes long more time to teach you patho. Um, what primarily like most reviews or nursing schools, I, I've learned that a lot of nursing schools have shut down. Um, unfortunately, they did not teach patho. And so what I've, what I've learned from this experience and from listening to people that have told me that they're struggling to pass their exam is they don't teach the patho because they assume that you know it. Instead, they go straight into, here's this disorder. Here's the signs and symptoms. Here's this, this drug. Okay, next one. And so now all you're trying to do is just memorize versus getting the why. The why is the patho. The why, the patho is the why. Once you get the the why, it, it's it's so much easier for things to like really click. So much easier. And you're not like spending as much time going through the material over and over and over again because now you understand the why. So now we give patients, we call we give them with my and gravis, we give them something called neogestime. It's like um really expensive medication. Um, it because mycelium gravis is not cured, it's something that's only managed, right? So we'll give them this drug, and the drug is will help to um, try, like block those antibodies from destroying the receptor sites where the nervous system and the muscle meets. And hopefully that will help to correct the symptoms that they're having. Uh, once again, it, it, it's really there to manage, but it doesn't, you know, of course, cure. So when you're, when you're looking at the, at the nervous system, you just, you really want to prioritize, okay, first understanding, like I said, the brain, what does the brain do? The lobes, and then each of the function of each lobe. Um, getting that, and then understanding the 12 cranial nerves, knowing the order, like, so you do need to know this is cranial number, number one versus this is cranial number, number 11. So you do need to know the actual order. Um, and then, like I said as well, the nervous system. And then now this helps you to connect the muscular system. And then it also helps you to really make the connection with um, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, immune system too, and autoimmune diseases. So I'm actually going to stop here. Um, I hope that you found this really helpful. I hope that you listened and took notes. And um, if not, you know, listen to it again. Um, if you want to get more teachings like this, I like I said, we, I have a, a training working on putting it together. It's going to take a little while to put it together for you, but it's already ready. If you want to get access to the free training, type the word yes below the video or below this. Um, and it's a training called How to Learn the Body Systems Correctly. That training is visual. So that's a visual training. Um, if you want to get the body systems course, which is where I go over all of the body systems, all 11 of them, visual, uh, it's PowerPoints, and it also has comes with, with slides as well. And then I also added like assessments for each system. So now you can like, you know, watch, learn at your own pace and then take an assessment to see how well you understood it. If you want to get access to that, um, I will post the link below this as well. All right, I'll post the link below this as well. 
All right. So that was it. I hope you found this helpful. If you if you like want me to do more of these, thumbs up the video as well. Um, so make sure you like thumbs up the video as well. So that way I and I'll do I'll do this more often for sure. And I'll do more more um more audios like this. Okay. All right. So thank you so much for listening. If you have questions, post your question but right below the video and I'll answer it. I have to I have to go right now, but post your question below the vi the video. I will definitely respond to you that way. All right. Have a wonderful rest of the day. I right, talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. I hope that you truly enjoyed it. I hope that you learned something. You took something away or if it was hopefully eye-opening or if it encouraged you. Um, I really hope that you enjoyed it. Once again, if you haven't already, you can always visit our website, which is choosenursing.net. And I want to talk to you for a brief moment. Are you somebody where you are, you have been trying to pass your NCLEX exam? Um, if you've been struggling um, for quite some time now and you don't know what to do, you don't know what you're doing wrong or how to do things differently, then I definitely want to encourage you to um, join our School of the NCLEX program. This is a very in-depth um, school-like setting where we meet virtually um, and we have twice per week classes. You get access to our online portal. There's also um, one-on-one one, one -on -one sessions in addition to um, teachings and we do practice questions together. It's like night classes, but it's also very intimate. So if you want to learn more, about the program if you just click below um, this episode you can find out more details about all about it and how you can become a part of it um, and then if you are somebody where you're um, either in nursing school or you already got your license you're you have other things that you're trying to work on then definitely visit our website choosingnursing.net for some of our other resources Thank you. Make sure that you hit the subscribe um, to our channel here so you can get a, that way you can know when, when I release another episode. See you the next time.